One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. go. It's nice and energising. Come on, you could do some exercises to that lady. Shall we? Touch toes. Woo! Side bends. Good morning, good evening, whatever time of day it is. <laughs> this is myself, Jenny Eclair, and my friend, who are you? Judith Holder, I think, last time I looked. Judith Holder, also known as Grey Pride UK. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, that's your Twitter yes, handle. Yes, it is. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's always amused me, that phrase. I don't know that it's amused you as much as it, as it amuses me. No, yeah, you've always, since we've known each other, you've always wanted to sh- call shows Grey Pride, <laughs> and I've always sort of fobbed you back a bit. Anyway, this, this, uh, you could have, we could have called the podcast Grey Pride. We could, really. We didn't, know What have we called it? I can't remember. Older and wider. That's right. I thought that it's was a funny better, thing. Yes, it's probably better. Better. That made me yeah, laugh. Yeah, Older and wider, we are. Oh God, we're certainly yes, we're certainly wider as well, aren't we? Well, I don't know why you're looking at me. I've been down the gym again. Have you now? Oh yes, I have actually. And, very and good. Clyde, who runs Clyde. the gaff, well, Clyde is one of the people that runs the gaff. You know, he's he's so fit and so not. I'm not sort of saying sexually fit or anything like that, but he's very obviously very exercised. Yeah, and he's Irish. I can't hear a word he says. Not a word. <laughs> Not a word. That's not a long. Do you? Yes, Clyde. Do you? No, Clyde. So Three is this bags. your personal trainer? No, no. But he—he's sort of. I think he's taking a personal interest in me. Oh, that's yeah, likely story. Only because of the class, I'm the least fit, and I think what he'd really like me to do is attach my t-shirt to the uh, emergency pull section <laughs> on the. Um, on the machine. You know yeah. they have those for the sort of potential heart attack victims. Yes, right. So when I say Clyde takes a personal interest in me, Clyde just doesn't want me dying on the premises. So he has to keep an eye on you all So he's keeping it, he hovers Does around he? me, yeah. Like some under-teacher's nose where he can see it's you. It's a bit, I mean, the front. And slightly special measures. Special needs. Yeah, special, yeah, right. special. I'm in that sort of bit of the class where, you know, you've got a, an assistant comes in. And, yes. you know, mm. OK, so what I do, Judith, I go to, it's only 30 minutes, a 30-minute cardio class. I like the idea it's 30 minutes. It, the, I mean, you wouldn't, the, you watch the clock and it's yeah. going backwards, I yeah, have to say. Is, of course it is. But you can break it down into bite-sized yes. pieces. OK. So I do 10 minutes on the bike, you know, the exercise bike. Yeah. To music? To music. Very awful, good. Awful. But now and again, I sort of get into a disco groove and sort of, you know, nod along. Lose yourself. I lose myself. Do you? Just for a second. Once or twice. Once or twice. Very yes. good. Most of the time I'm going, God, I hate this yeah, track. And then yeah. now and again I go, yeah. oh no, do you remember the 80s? Bit of disco, this is fine. <laughs> uh, and then then the, they play some Michael Jackson. I get all confused and I think, I don't know whether we should be listening to Michael Jackson anymore. Oh, and yes, then I get a bit, you know, distracted know and I'm, I'm on the cross trainer at this and I'm getting quite cross because we're listening to Michael Jackson, the paedophile. Mm. Mm. And then for the last 10 minutes, oh, it's such a relief to get on the treadmill. Just... 
because I cheat on the treadmill. They can't oh, see. You? They can't see what gradient you're on because really? it doesn't tilt. You know the treadmill yes. when you change the gradient, it doesn't actually. You know, it doesn't start sloping. Doesn't it? Doesn't no, it? It's not, it's not visible to the eye. Oh, clever! So you, you work that out. God, you are. That's a clever bit of cheating. That yeah, is. I'm kind of. I'm a bit of a gym expert now. Did you used to copy girls' work in in school? Only for and my get away eleven with plus. It? Only for my. Le- I was only for your eleven plus. Well, I knew that my mother really wanted me to get into the grammar school when my sister went. Of course. Uh, but she was really worried because uh, a couple of months before the 11 plus, um, I went to the Sandhills with my friend uh, Susan, Gillian and Jane. I think there was the four of us. I'm not too sure. And we were exposed to by a dirty old man in a Mac on the Sandhills. Were you? Yes. There was this man who said, do you want to see my puppies? <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, that's not funny. That's terrible. Well, I know. So we went over to have a look at the puppies. Oh. And they weren't. He just had his cock out. Oh, dear. And um, I went home. And we were sort of hysterical about this. And my house was nearest. So we went home. And I... <laughs> We saw, we saw, he guess what this man did, he got his, his willy out and he showed us his willy. And my mother was absolutely furious. I bet she was. You know, she's a bit disabled, otherwise she'd have gone marching mm. off to the yeah. Sandhills yeah. and she'd yeah. have taken yeah. them apart with her bare yeah. hands. But anyway, she phoned the police Gosh. and it all got yes, quite, quite heavy. Right. No, well, quite right. And he kept ta- the police kept taking uh, us around in police cars, trying to sort of, to the, the place where we'd been exposed to, to see if yeah. we could see him again. And of yeah. course... Um, I was in the car with these a couple of policemen and there were these girls crying in the car park and they the police sussed that it was probably an incident similar to mine and they Really? Yeah, and they went racing onto the sand dunes and I remember them walking him off the dunes and this just really broken middle aged man who'd been mm. caught mm. and then there were these girls crying in the car park and I was I was loving it of course, you know, centre of attention. The drama. Oh, I thought I hope I'm in the paper. But I always remember the point of this story. My mother said to my father when this had happened and I was you know I spent a lot of my time eavesdropping on my parents did you yeah on anybody reading my sister's diary eavesdropping you know I was yeah um and so I was outside on the landing and I'll tell you another thing I used to do outside on the landing which is really rude but anyway um and I overheard my mother say to my father if Jenny fails her 11 plus I shall know why it's because she's been traumatised, traumatised really? by the incident on the stand. She had an excuse ready, didn't she? She absolutely did. She that got it ready. Cast Standing by. Alibi. She was going to be up at that school saying, now look here. I want her to have some extra points because exactly. she was, uh, exactly. was <laughs> traumatised by having a willy waved in her face. It's the way motherhood works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Instantly Any get you in the fast So I just thought, well, I've got that one in the bag. Yeah. So, uh, but when it came to the day of the 11 plus, I thought, I really can't upset my mum. You know, she's been through a lot. And um, so I was sitting behind Melanie Siborne, oh, who's yeah. a girl with beautiful red hair and a creamy, the colour skin, the colour of white magnolias. You know, the ones that have just Lovely. been out. Oh, freckly. Was she no, freckly? No, cream, just cream wow. magnolia skin. Anyway, um, she had a slightly sloping, a sloping shoulder and I could see over her sloping <gasps> shoulder. Could you? Yeah. Could you really? I wasn't as short-sighted was as I Was she bright as well as being she beautiful? She was quite a clever girl. She and I, I wasn't exactly cheating, Judith. Mm. I was just checking. Were you? Yeah. And I'd sort of do some answers and I'd have a quick look over Melanie's sloping shoulder and see that she'd done the same and I think, no, that's it's probably okay. right. Right, we're on the right yeah. lines. Did you cheat Fantastic. for your 11 plus? No, of course I didn't cheat. Did you pass? Yeah, of course I 
did. And I had tuition, though. Did my you? Parents, my parents were, we uh, obviously thought, no, we're not going to take any chances with this. I didn't no know ideas. tuition existed back yes. in your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this man used to come every Saturday morning and with this funny exercise book, you know. Do you remember all that? It was all multiple choice, wasn't it? Or a lot of it was. A lot of it was. Yes. The algebra I never was really had. Difficult. My mother wouldn't have stood for any um, extra tuition. Why not? She'd have said, well, "If you if you think you think you go to this comprehensive." Yeah, absolutely. That's, that was harsh of her. Anyway, I want to go back to the landing. Oh, what I, else did you do on the well, landing? I used to. When I was very young, I found a method of masturbating um, in the la- on the land <laughs> in the landing. <laughs> no, in the hallway. Right. So this, I must have discovered this when I was about. 11, you know, when you're just sort of starting to realise yeah. there's things going on. I realised I could bring myself to orgasm from a very early age by climbing up the banister rail. No. Yeah. I used to do it all the time. I couldn't wait for my parents to go out. <laughs> I generally couldn't. And I'd go in other people's houses and go, oh, that looks like a good <laughs> banister rail. I just went on until my last house, you know, when I had a, a I had a four-storey Georgian house at one point. There were loads of banister rails. I had sort of two widths to choose from. Good heavens, I, my mouth is open. Is it? Yeah. Well, no, we've all found a method. Well, you know, wait a minute, there's a lot I want to ask you about this. Well, first of all, I'm very impressed that you managed to do this so early on. Eleven. Well, maybe I was twelve. It took me ages. Oh, really? Well, you know, yours, you were sort of born in a different era to me and maybe there wasn't quite so much... Oh, come off it. Well, it's five years, five years older than me. Maybe there wasn't quite so much information about masturbation. I'm maybe talking not. about, maybe you know, I, my sort of when I was 12 coincided with the Cosmopolitan banging on about... Uh, orgasms, orgasms. Yeah, yeah. That the was the Holy Grail, wasn't it? Yeah. As soon as you it took could... me ages. I was about 18. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't have an orgasm with anything but a banister rail <laughs> for a very long time. Oh, I, I can see. tell you that. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, I'd yeah. sort of, there were certain sexual encounters and I think, well, I can't get, can't wait to get back <laughs> to my banister rail. <laughs> Anyway. I should never look at a banister in the same way again. Well, I'm still... Sometimes I go to the stately home and I think, well, it's a nice staircase, but that banister is too wide. <laughs> You're never going to get purchase on that. <laughs> so you went to grammar school, I went to grammar school. What yes. was your um, school uniform like? It was maroon... And, and we had maroon stripy shirts and um, sort of gym slips, really, I think. You know, those kind of things. So you, so you had to like wear... Like a pinafore. Yeah, a pinafore, yeah. Grey. Yes. And I can remember the, the colour now, beautiful cardigans, actually, of this sort of deep kind of maroon. A plum-coloured cardigan yes. that went with the, yes. sh- the stripe in the shirt. Yes, yeah. And then, and then, but oh, but oh, I've just remembered what the summer dresses were like. Oh, that's just flooded back to me and I haven't thought about them for years. Dog tooth, maroon and white, um, you know, with a kind of collar and a horrible belt and, and I think pockets and buttons down the front. They were vile. Well, I mean, it was every good girl's school to sort of make you as asexual as possible to any passing male. What was yours like? Well, uh, brown. Um, Dog shit brown. Yeah, yeah. With a bit of gold or mustard in it or just relentless um, brown? More or less relentless. A brown, we went crimpling as well. There was a a moment where the uniform went from quite a nice gabardine brown skirt to a crimpling. I remember the guide uniform doing that. Yes. Same thing. It was never the same. Probably in the 70s when man-made fabrics and drip dry suddenly became very popular. So what did you have that was crimpling? Well, there was a crimpling skirt and then there was a a nylon shirt which was beige with the cream stripe in it and the smell of BO I bet in our school I bet. because you've just got <laughs> you've just got hundreds of girls yeah. 
sweating. Oh, I can picture it. In man-made fibres. And did it all snag? Did your skirt yes, snag? Yes, so you've you got, got a little it? thread oh, that come out. Oh, dear, that was a bad look, wasn't it? And then it? there'd be a little tank top as well that was... a. Uh, and that was okay. That was in an okay sort of wool, though it wasn't real wool. It was uh, artificial, you know, what a nylon mix. Yeah. But it was a little turtle, and it was sleeveless, and uh, it had little pockets. So that was quite nice. Yeah. That was yeah. And a blazer? Do you have a blazer? Oh, we had a blazer with a, a brown blazer, obviously, uh, so the boys wouldn't want to ravish us. Brown blazer <laughs> with a an embroidered marigold on the pocket, quite on nice. the breast pocket, quite nice, and the Latin um, oh, motto yes. "Semper Parata." Oh, well done. Semper what does that mean? Fidelis, always ready. Always faithful. Very good. And that, yes, which brings well us remembered. back to the banister rail. <laughs> uh, and then, hat-wise... Yes. Bowler hat. Yes, we had a bowler hat too. Bowler hat, uh, for a, no hat in the summer, bowler hat in the winter, and then the sixth form, a felt pillbox. Oh, like Fucking an air hostess. Oh, no, I'd well, have wanted one of those. Well, I bet that was... I wow. think it, it had come from that sort of Jackie O kind of era oh, yes, yes but by the 70s when you know we were all sort of into david bowie and stuff it was it was wrong yeah. it was wrong i preferred yeah. the bowie did you have some did you have the deputy headmistress as we did that stood at the school gates checking uniform as you came in no i had my sister didn't i, I had my sister who was a head girl who used to she me, was the head girl oh, of course she was ah sarah was born to be head girl wow. as soon as she came out of the womb it was like with the head girl <laughs> quality my mother looked at her and thought well wow. there's the head girl did you ever steal her badge and put it on i came home my mum well she's not the head girl i've got one of them this one's trouble oh, so, you, so, the... so yeah so you were always going to be the naughty one weren't you? Slightly. It was a bit, you know, destiny was... Well, you're an only child, so your character has been totally undiluted by having a sibling. I do... This is a, a, a thing I totally believe in. I think people are affected by... The dynamics. Siblings and dynamics. Yes. And older sisters, younger brothers. Uh, but you are just you. Nobody's rubbed you off or affected you anyway. You are Judith to the bone. Yeah, I don't quite know how to answer that, really. I mean, as an only child, of course, you don't know. How could I know what would have happened or what that means? I would don't you know. Would you like a brother or a sister? Oh, desperately. Desperately, I wanted a brother and a sister. I wanted a sister. I never really wanted a brother much, but no, I think but I desperately wanted... But sisters don't wanted. really like you. No, I mean, well, Apart I... from my mum and her sister are really, really close. Right, I went up to visit my mum a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I've not had an exciting time, I have to say. Right, but, I, you know, I enjoy going to see my mother because she does make me laugh, although... Oh, God, it's exhausting with a fucking iPad, I tell you. I've just managed, because, you know, she's had her cataract ops, and yeah. she, for some reason, has not recovered well. Most people, 99% of people who have cataract ops have really fantastic results. Mm. My mother's eyes, uh, months on, are still swollen, oh, and she still can't they? read both small of them. print. Both of yeah, them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... This means that... Please, may I just say at this point here, can we make a plea for um, microwave meal companies to think about the elderly when they are designing their packaging? Because what you've got... There's one, and it was like yellow print on a fawn background. Oh, for goodness sake. You can't see a thing. Sake. You want big, black, You do, bold. actually. That's a very, very good point. It's just, it was... I found... It really frustrating, and I found it a real eye opener as well. What a battle it is! Everything you can't read any, anywhere. I managed to get Audible. 
Oh, her good, iPad. did you? Well oh. done. Oh, it was a battle. I don't I don't think I'll enjoy that. Well, why don't you try it? Why don't you have a listen? You know, well, I think it's very expensive. How much do you spend on a book a month? All that sort of thing. So, but she and her sister, my mother's 90 next month and her sister's 93. Right. They are two peas in a pod. They are so close and they see each other as much as they possibly can. I mean, it is a really beautiful relationship. And my dream is that they live together. I'd love that to happen. Yeah, what a good idea. And I was but dis- so, so, sorry, carry on. I was just discussing it with my sister and she said, and I said, can you imagine us two living together? She said it had to be, you know, I said getting a flat yes. together in old yeah. days. She said it would have to be a fucking big flat. <laughs> So have you not got closer to her as you've got yes, older? Yes, and I love my sister, but she's a difficult woman. Yes. And I think she thinks think the same about me, but she's not. wrong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we're all difficult, aren't we, as we get older? Come on, I'm difficult, you're difficult. But, oh. but, but no, but the, here's where I envy you. Okay. Is that you will always have, because you've got two siblings, a connection back to your past and your parents. When, you're, when your mum goes... You will have. Don't ever say that because my mum is not going anywhere. Oh, okay, right, okay. But you, if you, my but you goes. yes, if you, but you will always have, won't you, that connection back to your childhood. And as an only child, that is the worst bit. Actually, I think that is the worst bit. Is that now I, you know, as you're an the orf- only one with orphan, those memories. Yes, and 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 okay, I've got cousins that do remember various things, but. Just very, very particular, stupid, little, little, little things um, that a sibling would remember and would and we could, you know, bond over is not possible. That's Sitting in the back of the car with your siblings going on holiday, that sort of thing. Whatever, just the tiny details of why you did things, why something happened or what order it happened in or, you know, just... You know, all the minutiae that's has gone that, 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 that would be there if I had a sibling. I'm just trying to appreciate mine a bit better now. Well, and I do think as you get older, you will, you will. I actually. don't well, no, and, you, I, and you get on really well with your brother, don't you? you get yeah, on and really I'm really well glad my sister lives on the same road as yes, me, and yes. I really love that. I like going past her house and thinking, I could knock on the door and have a cup yeah. of tea, but I can't be bothered. No, <laughs> no, but that might change. No, we are, mm. we are. I, I love her. Mm. I do love her. We went on the march together. We're very good marching uh, buddies, my sister and I, because, you know, we're both very staunch Remainers. So when it comes to a sort of political rally, my sister and yeah, I... that's good. Yeah, yeah, but she's much fitter than me. So, you know, when the march is finished and I'm ready to get a bus, she goes, oh, well, listen, we might sort of keep walking, just walk over the bridge. We could actually walk home. I think, for fuck's sake, Sarah. <laughs> so how did she change you then? You said you began this by saying oh, that... Oh, well, sibling... because, because she was born head girl and with those... and. She, and clever as well. I think that I automatically moulded myself into the naughty, not clever one. And I was about 30 when I realised I had a brain. Well, because you're very bright too. Well, vaguely bright. But before that, I just I thought that, that I could occupy the sort of silly slag position and and just sort of get because the other the one boys. was taken you thought yeah, no, okay yeah, clever yeah. bossy yeah you know big achieving that's yeah. gone i that's can just ticked. be fun i can be pretty and fun right. interesting interesting yeah. i mean I, i'm sure you're right that, that that subconsciously you do that you find you know you shake that your kind of role in a family dynamic sort of shakes down doesn't it yes and certainly with 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 the girl you know with 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 our two sienna is the um 
Yeah, I suppose in a way, a bit like Sarah, the sort of, you know, the kind of contemplative, confident, high achieving, sort of very academic. And then, yes, there is a sense also in which Ellen, the second born, is... You probably took the pressure off as well. I think when you're a young mother with the first child, you push and push and push. Second yes. comes along, you go, oh, I can't be bothered to do oh, that again. Absolutely. No, the sibling rivalry between our two was so bad. Oh, brilliant. No, you that, that, no it was so bad. I remember going to Disneyland. Well, you should never take that uh, Disneyland. That's and spoiled. in America. And we saw, and Sienna was tiny and Ellen was to- toddler. And we saw this um, wishing well. Yeah. And I said to Sienna, oh, look, it's a wishing well. How lovely, you know. Should we make a wish? And she said, oh, I, I don't know what I could wish for, really. And I said, well, why don't you wish to be happy? That's a lovely thing to wish for, isn't it? And she said, I could never do that. I said, why not? She said, Ellen's alive. <gasps> oh, God, that's good. Not even oh, Ellen's no. annoying. No, Ellen's alive. alive. And while she draws She's breath. She's still alive. Yeah. Oh, God, that's I brilliant. Know. Well done. Listen, we've got another guest. We're doing well for guests now. We are doing well for guests. Yeah, the people are sort of scratching the door going, can I be on your podcast? Well, can I be on your podcast? <laughs> yeah, that hasn't happened yet, but, you know, in our dreams. But we've got a fabulous guest. I used to work with this woman on Loose Woman. Loose Woman, Loose Women. There were loads of them. There's that changes the meaning of it quite badly somehow. I don't know well, why. You know, I was... And, but I got sacked. And, well, we know why, but we don't need to go into that now. Uh, and she wasn't this one. Uh, Andrew McLean, she's never been sacked from it. She's still she's there. Is she still on it? Yeah. Is she? I'll, I'm, we'll, we'll ask her what the secret is to staying on Loose Women. I think that would be very interesting. I didn't, Good the, I didn't have the secret. Anyway, we've had a lovely chat, so we'll have, we a, have. We'll continue having a lovely chat. Can we with have Andrea. some lunch now? I'm desperate for my lunch. I've got now. an egg sandwich. What have you got? I've got a wrap and I've got a bit of flapjack with some icing on. Did you're you? Not, make I'm that? Not, you're not having half. I don't want you. You are not I, having I'm half. I'm not a pudding girl. Don't do. Sweets. No, you're not. Anyway, I'm just saying that you're not having half. And I've got an apple, which I really I can't oh, be asked. Can I have the apple? Yeah, you can have the apple. I don't know. What what is it? You put that sort of stuff in your bag, don't you? Think. Well, that's a good idea, but it's the last thing I'll eat. You can have it. You can have it. It's a good apple, I'll have it. It's it's not homemade apple. It's not from the orchard, is it? Now you're getting... No, of course not. Thank God for that. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Um, she's just walked in. Well, she's a vision, isn't she, Judy? She is. She's very, very glamorous and very skinny. And she's got a lovely handbag that she's just put on the floor that I already covered. I wonder, maybe you could hook oh. it with your foot and sort of nick I was thinking it. that. You, you can keep her, keep her talking. And Andrew yeah. McLean, you're looking very good. What's going on? Why, why have you managed this? How? Well, I've come straight from work. Oh, so you've had a crack team of expert yeah. makeup artists at Loose Women Studios yeah. working on your face. Yeah. I literally arrived to the nation I have. here, mm. and then I, I literally arrive at Loose Women looking like a battered old, clapped out old, I don't know, Mini or Fiat, whatever. I don't. And then I, yes, and then I go into one of these magic smoke-filled room, filled rooms, a bit like mirrors. tonight, Matthew. <laughs> I'm going to be, and then they do amazing things in there, and I come out looking like this. You actually, they do physical airbrushing, don't they? Yes. Uh, live, they do, uh, sort of have what? a. Well, it's a. A foundation base, and it gets yeah. sprayed on your face. Yeah. No, yeah. not just daubed on. No, with fingers. No, right. No. Not for the likes of us. No, no, it's all molecular. Yeah. Good heavens! What? So it sort of settles on like a, a yes. kind of well, like a car, literally like spraying a car, spray painting a exactly car, exactly like no. spray painting a yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you what? see. Well, why can't you do that? Sort of. Why can't you go to Debenhams and buy that? Is that my phone? No. Oh, is that is me? De- oh, that God. Oh, it's Andrew McLean. Did you oh, expect that's, more? That's his ring. From a professional. You can take this call. You can take can it. Can I take it? Hi, my lovely. Hello. You are live on a podcast. Do not swear. I wasn't sure if you were there or not yet. Hello, you can swear. <laughs> there you go. Nice one. Well done. Sorry, my phone <laughs> rang right in the middle. So I've, I've called you back. Is everything all right? You lost. No, no, I'm I'm outside. I'm just finding parking. Ah. No There's loads of parking. It's all right. Just go round by the school. Did you hear that? I've just gone round by the school and I've just found someone to park. There you so go. All good. And you know, it's cheaper than you'd imagine near Notting Hill Gate. <laughs> you get quite a few hours for a couple of quid. It's brilliant, isn't it? Well, that's ideal. I may even pay the park. <laughs> <laughs> we might just live in the car, be cheaper than the house. <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye now, Nick. Bye-bye oh. now, Nick. Bye-bye. Bye, Nick. Bye, Bye. Nick. Bye. He's very good-natured, isn't he, Nick? He's lovely. You've been very lucky. Eventually. Yeah, how, many did it, how many did it take you to find him? Three goes. He's the third? He's my third go. Right. Third time lucky. Yes. Starts to get a bit careless after two, in my view, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't full-on marriages, too. Was it a third marriage? Oh, one? yes. Yes, full-on. Yes. Oh, have you kept all the dresses? Um, no. Think. I had She's... to think. I I can't remember whether I ripped them up and burnt them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I did. I've kept this one. I should think so too. And I bet can still get into it. How annoying. Um, Andrea, I know you from Loose Women, yes. um, where you are a sort of one of the anchor ladies. I am, yes. Longest Extra. serving. Excellent. Oh, like yes, I've been there non-stop for 12 years. You've seen us come. Oh, sh- you've seen us go. Uh, I remember working with you, and you were always the nicest. I still am, yes. <laughs> well, it hasn't spoiled you. I, I mean, it's it's a good fun job, and it's a nice job. Anyway, we're not talking about loose women now, because you are unshackled by that, yeah. and a writer in your own right. And we want to talk about the... I mean, the publication of um, your menopause book came out a year ago, but you've just had the paper book get, yeah, paperback out. Yeah, the paperback uh, has just come out, came out last week. And what I love about a paperback is... 
when you write, and you'll you'll know this, when you write a book, you you spend so long, obviously coming up with the with the whole idea in the first place, and then pitching it, and mm-hmm. then sort of putting it putting it all together, and then you've created this thing that you hope is as perfect as it can be. And in my case, obviously, it was part memoir. Obviously, there's a doctor involved to make sure that medically everything was confessions covered. Confessions of a menopausal yeah, woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then you kind of release it into the wild and hope that it will soar. The good thing about a paperback is you already know how it's gone down and then you're able to talk about that. So for me, I was so happy that at least one... You get a second bite of the cherry. Well, you do, but also you can say to people, you're not just hoping people like Mm. it, you can say, this book has changed lives, Mm. this book has saved marriages, this book has got a conversation started nationally, whereas obviously when you release it first time around, you don't know whether that's going to happen or not. Whereas now, I feel that I can sort of hold it up and go, this has been tried and tested, so Mm. give it a go as a paperback. Talk us through your menopause. Okay, well, I started the early symptoms of the menopause at 38. Oh, that is um, early. So, yeah, it was early, but my mum went through it at 40, so I, it wasn't something that I was particularly surprised at. Mm. Uh, what I was surprised at was getting pregnant, uh, but that can happen. And the last sort of... Last third, drop of eggs. Yeah, do you know that's literally it? Your body goes, come on, yeah. I don't know when this going to happen again. And I got, I got pregnant. So For the then, second time, so yeah. you'd already had your, your son. Yes, then I had Amy. Mm-hmm. And so she was a, a, a lovely, unexpected gift because I didn't, I didn't expect that to happen. I had to have fertility treatment and it was quite grueling to end up getting pregnant the first time around. So this, I just literally, uh, I had vodka rather than yeah. Clomid. Bonus baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so then I was 42 when the, system, uh, the symptoms started again in earnest. And that was all your sort of normal ones um, that people would have heard there's about. There's so many, aren't there? I mean, that you could put under the umbrella of normal. Yeah, 34 symptoms Did you of have the all menopause. 34? Pretty much, yeah. Blimey. I know, I was... <laughs> it's a tick list, isn't it? <laughs> it's a tick list. Mainly sweating and angry, um, which are the ones that most people have, have heard of. So that was a sort of normal route, and I was taking very low doses of HRT to kind of tide, tide me over. But then I've had a lifelong... Uh, endometriosis which had been gradually getting more and more painful as I got older until it got to a point where I lit I could barely function not only was I starting the menopause but I was doubled over with endometriosis it was just awful am, am I being thick here because yeah. I would have thought that the uh, symptoms of endometriosis would stop when you became menopausal is that not the case um Mm, I suppose I don't really know really I suppose that the whole thing about the menopause is is your hormone levels dropping off mm. and yes endometrial pain is because of a rush of hormones obviously in in the area so clearly I still had some left and they were all yeah. just running to one place um, but what was this and I also had cysts on my ovaries and it was decided right clearly nothing's really working very well mm-hmm. down there you've had children and as long as you're happy with this I was 46 then um let's give you a full hysterectomy. So that meant ovaries as well. So I went into full surgical menopause, which it's literally like falling off a cliff. So a normal menopause would take about 12 years to sort of gradually your levels would decline. And it's pretty awful. And you have all the symptoms. With a surgical menopause, you'd literally fall off a cliff. And so you wake up from the operation and you, how did you feel? Was it... 
was it a, a psychological thing or a, a, a physical thing first and foremost? Um, well, for me, I, in terms of waking up, I don't react very well to general anaesthetic, so it was a pretty horrible forty-eight was hours. Was it quite a big operation as it's well? The huge, hysterectomy. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so how many weeks do they give you to get better from that? Is it about six? six? Okay. Yeah, so I had six weeks off. And uh, mentally I'd got my head around the fact that this was a necessary thing. Yeah. So that was okay. Physically, I thought, right, I'll keep a, I'll keep an eye on my symptoms and uh, I will maybe increase my HRT. Because the HRT that I was on and I'm still on now, is it's called transdermal, which means you it's a gel. So you put oh, it me on too. and you, it, it's so much better, isn't it? You yes. Can well, I'm on a very skin. bog standard uh, combination. Judith went to cold turkey. She just got through it. Wow. She bit down hard on a piece of leather. Wow. Um, but I, I couldn't cope, uh, not because of the physical symptoms, uh, which I really wasn't that bothered by. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was huge anxiety Same. and anger. The Same. anger that you mentioned. Anxiety and anger, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm on a, a combination of uh, Noriday, which is like a birth control pill, and not that I need it, and uh, a gel that I rub yeah. into my thigh Ooh. or my arm. Yes. Uh, and that is a, a, an Easter gel yeah, kind that's of thing. It. Yeah, that's so it. that's a sort of, Did you yeah. go um, and have your hormones bio... What's it called? Bioidentical. Yes. Um, no, mine are plant-based. So mine come from yam. Um, for, for me, the... the it's an ongoing thing. So although physically after six weeks I was kind of better, really I should have had more time off. Uh, I I was very wobbly. I was like a, a, a I was like a bit like Bambi on ice when I first went back to work. I could sit still and do the show, but I got tired very very easily. And but obviously I'm I'm 50 this year, so it was it was a few years ago now that I had it. But even now I still have bumps in the road, and I have to. I, I, I kind of take myself in hand and think, okay, my levels are clearly wobbling a little bit. But you're in a very exposing profession as well, because you know if you're dealing with menopausal symptoms, you know, as most women will at some point, you not most people aren't dealing with them on national television in hard de- in high definition. Yeah, with a, a where they camera. can see your sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you did suffer from the sweating, didn't you? Yeah. There's a, a story in the book about what you used to stop the sweating. And do you know what's really funny is that the, the the headlines, mainly written by men, who could not get their head around the fact that a woman would put sanitary towels under her armpits to stop herself sweating. That's disgusting. Really? It's the most effective way of dealing it with it. It completely works. And also it was told to me by a wardrobe lady who said they use it on men, especially men who are hosting like sports programs and, and this sort of thing, because obviously the sweat would show through mm-hmm. on their shirts. shirts. It's a really practical idea, isn't it? Totally. And yep. we're not talking about, you know, the kind of nighttime, really chunky mattressy type. We're talking about the little daily panty liners. There's, it's such a brilliant idea, especially if you're wearing silk or one yeah, yeah. Um, a one colour. To the inside of the garment. Yeah, or yeah. You because got, you they've got stick. the sticky stuff as well, haven't they? They're yeah, absolutely yeah, ideal. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea. Really and also, is. you know, if any any women listening, if you're, you know, if you're at, at work or something, it doesn't matter what you do, and you can feel yourself getting hot, you feel embarrassed, you don't feel very confident. If you know that it's all right, most of it is going to get caught in this, and it's all going to be okay, you just feel better. And it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're not menopausal or not. It's a really top tip. It is. It's a very, very good one. Working in a on a program like Loose Women, did it give you? Uh, did you feel like at least at work you were in a, a safe space where you could 
have these uh, symptoms and tell your bosses and that sort of thing. Yeah. What is so great about the you know a show like Loose Women is, I don't know, you are allowed to be completely honest honest and open and everyone just accepts it whereas if it was if it was a different type of program or even if it was just a different job i'm not sure that people would have necessarily been as receptive obviously i work with a lot of a lot of women and i work with a lot of gay men so it's there's a very different sort of uh vibe, atmosphere yeah. and vibe and that and that sort of thing so no everyone was great and also so many women of a certain age so everyone had sort of stories yeah. that were either top trumps in terms of well my menopause is worse than your menopause uh, which is always good um or you know uh where where where's a great place to buy fans amazon apparently it's very good but you've always been very fit so mm. tumble was a gymnastics program before the menopause yeah and um, after you had your up were you very keen to be able to get back into your exercise routine how did you handle that um for me exercise is something that I do for my head rather than my bum and the having being fitter and in terms of how it looks on the outside is a really good side effect but actually I find that even if it's just going for a, a walk a really brisk walk. Do you so have dogs, Andrew? Do you... My dog sadly just died. Oh, I'm sorry. So, we um, have that no, no, up. it's fine. It's fine. It's completely fine. Um, so yes, going for a, a, a dog walk is a brilliant idea, and we're in the process of looking for another another dog. And you know, a lot of women go, "Oh, but I'm not a. I don't like going to the gym, or I don't like whatever." That isn't what exercise is all about. Exercise can be putting your anorak on and literally just go for a. Stomp, mm. go for a walk and just release. Um, for me, uh, I'm at the moment. I'm training to do a 10k run for charity, as I've never done anything like this before. Some something crazy has happened to me since this is my 50th year. Is I'm saying yes. You become to reckless. So reckless. It's so liberating. Tell us about the um, jumping out of the plane thing. This yes. What's it? What's the, the program called? It's called SAS Who Dares Wins. Right. And what's the conceit behind this? <laughs> basically, this is the first time they've ever done it with uh, celebrities. It's on Channel 4. And basically, the, the premise of the program is it's four ex-SAS men mm. who basically scare the living daylights out of normal people who want to see if they're capable of, of going through SAS training, which 99.9% .9 of the world isn't. So your Do chances get of knocked getting out through are very every week? slim. Is it a sort of competitive thing? No, you don't get knocked out. You either, uh, it's called VW, where you voluntarily withdraw. Okay. Your name is taken away. You become just a number. And you can either withdraw or something terrible will happen to you and you'll hurt yourself and get carted off. Um, but what no, have they, they made you do so far? Um, well, we filmed it a few months ago, but what has gone out so far was um, you get abducted, oh, God. which is just as ghastly as it sounds. I was so scared. Where were you? We were in Chile. They took us out to Chile. We had three days acclimatising because it's quite high and it was very cold. Um, and then you get we got put in a boat and then we were driven around and then we landed somewhere and then we were kind of dragged off and then they whipped the hoods off and then this helicopter appeared over our heads and they went, look at the helicopter. And so we looked at the helicopter and it was over the lake 
And then this man came out on the helicopter and he crossed his arms and he fell backwards head first into a lake. And we all went, oh, my God, I'm going to have to do that. And Why we did. Writing? Why wouldn't they let you jump face forward and straight down? No, but that's the point. I've seen, I haven't seen the celebrity version, but I saw the civilian version. And that is kind of the point. It's like they've sort of invented the scariest version of whatever it is they're getting you to do, yeah. haven't they? But they know that falling backwards horrible. is so counterintuitive. Surely you wanted to back out, didn't you? No, not at that point. At th- uh, to be honest, I knew what I was letting myself in for because I'd seen the show. Yeah. But what you don't take into account, and, and I think as well, well, I've worked in live TV for 22 years now. So I'm used to stressful situations and I thought, OK, I'm used to people barking instruction and mm-hmm. taking on board lots of things at once. I'll be all right. But nothing prepares you for how scared you are when you're so out of control and you're literally just doing as you're told. And so all I did was think... <laughs> He, clearly they won't want us to die, so they won't ask us to do something that they don't think that we are capable of. Yeah. So I just trusted them and did what they told. That's a big leap of trust. But I think that yes. happened. Huge. It's a head-first leap of it trust. Really, well, who else is doing it with you? Um, right. So there were 12 celebrities. Yeah. Um, so it's the first time that celebrities had ever taken part. And I'm so glad also, I didn't get this call. <laughs> I'm so skint at the moment. I probably have to have done it. Oh, no, it was for free. It oh, God charity. in heaven. Well, what is the point? <laughs> oh, it was for free. It was for Stand Up to Cancer. Oh, I see. Of course. So we did it for it's that. It's not Stand Up to Cancer. It's Fall, fall Down. On your head for, for cancer. cancer. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, so who was it? Well, I was the oldest person. I'm the oldest person to have ever done SAS Who Dares Wins. So I'm quite you? proud of that. And I'm oldest by quite a long way. I am so in awe of you doing that. Did you cry really beforehand? Am. I cried before, during and after. I, I cried a lot. I bet you did. Um, that's not the only scary thing that you're going to be doing um, this year. I know. 2019 also sees you taking your own one-woman show out, which is called... Confessions of a Menopausal Woman. Which is uh, matches the title of the book. Yeah. But you've also got a podcast as well called This Girl's on Fire. Yeah. Which, love which is a great title. title. Thank Fantastic you. Fantastic title. Well done. Thank you. Well, the, the, it's a website. It's uh, thisgirlsonfire.co.uk and uh, we're just putting together a, a podcast which is, uh, which is obviously linked to the website. The website came about after I'd finished writing the book because I'm a... I'm a journalist by trade, so I wrote I wrote the book myself, and obviously I'd got in touch with uh, the many many women who'd reached out to me when they heard about the hysterectomy and and everything else. And then I thought, I've, well, I've written it now. I don't want to stop the conversation. I've started something. So basically, thought, how can I keep this going? We'll start a website. So we called it This Girl Is On Fire to sort of celebrate the fact that. Even though I'm in my middle years, I'm still great. I'm still on fire. And also I'm having a hot flash and I'm literally raging. (laughs) You're going to continue with these women whilst being on tour. How long is the tour? I've got six dates. Um, That's a starter tour, isn't it? That's to see whether you like it. Yes. It's to see whether I can do it as well. It comes right under the whole thing of... You know, turning 50, right, do things that challenge you, say yes to things that you might normally think, oh, I'm not sure about that. Um, so that's why I've thought And what's the I'm format it. of it? What, it? what happens on stage? Well, it's just me. Right. And one of the things I'm really looking forward to is getting a word in. <laughs> oh, you're not fighting off the, all the other no. loose women. It's called Confessions of a Menopausal Woman, obviously because the, the book is called that and... Uh, 
you know, it, it sort of ties in with it. We will be talking about the menopause, but it is not all things menopause. Obviously, I've got 20 odd years of tele gossip to mm-hmm. try and cram in because um, I do have, you know, some behind the curtains stories to tell. You do realise that the tabloids will be coming to watch you and if you let anything too juicy yeah. out, they will publish it. Yeah. Does that bother you? No. Good. No. <laughs> You just sold a hundred million more tickets. She didn't have to think about that, did she? She didn't have to think about that for a second. No, I'm not bothered at all. And I think, I think again, I don't care so much. What is your relationship like with the tabloids these days? It's all right. I mean, I've I've always been very honest. So, uh, you know, that I don't really have any any worries in terms of anybody hearing me say something or but seeing me do anything. But isn't this a wonderful, isn't this one of the positive signs of the menopause is that you do mm. get to the stage where you don't really mind what people think of you. Yes. And what I'm hearing from you is, is yeah, I don't mind anymore. No, I'm going to go for it. And, yeah. You know, and on all sorts of levels. Yeah. And Jenny, well, you know, I'm, I am, I'm a thoroughly nice woman, but I've it's always been... not what been... she said before. You <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, she nicked a 20 quid note out my purse once. I remember that. <laughs> But but I've spent a lot of my time worrying. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, God, mm. what if that makes people cross? And oh, I better not say that. And what if, what if? And now I think, you know, I've had my what ifs. I've lived through some incredibly dark and difficult times in my life that I've, you know, kept to myself because they're personal and what have you. Yes, I'm now on my third marriage, but third time lucky. Um, but I now don't care so much about what people think. And you that's know, very liberating, isn't it? It's actually yeah, brilliant. It is. It but is it has liberating. to happen organically. Because... I tell you what, though, I'd much rather do that on stage, be liberated on stage, than stand on the brink of a helicopter and throw himself yeah, me back. Too. You know. So give us your tour dates and then we'll let you go because your lovely husband is waiting for He's you. He's in round... reception. Yeah. No. Okay, the 2nd of May, I'm going to be at Chipping Norton Theatre. Oh, lovely. Um, you guys are going to come and see me then? It's a bit far from me. She's yes, quite I'm close. Yes, I might well because I'm oh, quite local. I love South East London. You must be joking, darling. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's going through Birmingham, Old Rep, uh, Newbury, Leamington Spa, Horsham, Kettering and Camberley. Where did I come and see you? Was that Camberley? That might have been Camberley, yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, uh, it has been a very <laughs> great joy. Uh, I'm really, This is lovely. It's a nice size tour and then nice venues and you'll have an absolute ball. So we wish you the very best Thanks. of luck. Absolutely. I'm Thank sure you. you'll go down a storm. And Thank you. Uh, we like the look of your husband, by the way. I've had a little Google and oh, right. a little look online. Well, Shall I send him up? <laughs> no, no, we don't want, we don't want that. It'll get a bit, that'll be, you know, okay. calling for him. All right. But um, he has our approval. Oh, thank you. Phew. Thank, got there in the end, eh? Yes, well God done. loves a trier. And love to the kids. Thank you. All Thanks so them. much. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.